All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. And I say it that way because Tony, uh, it used to be called Smack Talk Live. Now it's called the Wrestling Perspective Podcast. And you don't really 100% know the whole story. I kind of, it, it, by the way, hi, Tony. I missed you. Hi, Dennis. How are you? So I missed you too. Before before we get into Raw SmackDown, a little bit of WrestleMania, I just want to sit down and I always feel like honesty and why we do things is the best answer to, to everybody. I got a couple questions. We changed the logo, the name of the podcast. So, and I kind of hit you up via the text because I don't make any changes without talking to you. And you were like, yeah, whatever, man. That's cool. So, <laughs> so one of my buddies who was a wrestler at TNA and sounds like he's going back by the way PD Williams do you remember PD uh, I know the name and I know the wrestler a little bit but I like couldn't tell you he was little, you know like his his big moments or anything like that he was little PD pump when it was him and Scott Steiner in TNA and then he, mm-hmm. he did this really cool flipping power driver Canadian destroyer move so anyways uh yeah no i could i could totally picture him and i know and i remember pd pump yeah he even had like the dyed uh he did the remember how uh steiner used to dye the his goatee blonde and put the brown streak down the mm-hmm. middle i remember pd pump did that same thing um but yeah i don't i don't know i like i said i can't think of like said or anything like that so, so we he's gonna be doing some podcasts with us but we, I was kind nice. of telling him, you know, hey, listen, the podcast, in all honesty, wasn't taken off the way you and I had hoped. It was doing good, but we felt like it could do better, and we couldn't put our finger on what was holding us back. So we reached out to a mutual friend who does uh, some creative for a big company. We'll leave it at that. I don't want to out anybody. And used <laughs> his power of thinking, and he came back with about 10 or 15 names for podcasts. And, you know, going down the list, most of them were already taken. And there were some great names. I mean, there was one I would – was like Falls Count Anywhere. I thought, dude, that would have been an awesome podcast name. Um, let's see here. And there was like a, a couple others. But the one he came up with was The Wrestling Perspective. And I thought, oh, that's kind of cool because – we don't just do raw SmackDown updates. We do lists and talks, and we now have a wrestler perspective. I thought that was kind of cool, and at least you seem to like it. Yeah, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. So I, you know, I, you said here's the reasons why I want to change the name, and I thought it was all valid reasons, and so it was okay with me. And by the way. And I know people don't like to hear this kind of stuff, but our downloads have gone up. I mean, our Facebook page has jumped by 15, 20 people in less than 24 hours without really having to promote it. Everything seems to kind of people like it. And the logos were pretty smooth, too. Yeah. So Yeah, I agree. And, you know, we never got into this. We've said this a million times. This was our excuse to talk wrestling to each other. And so we just appreciate anybody that wants to come along for the ride. So is it nice to have people listening? And the more, the merrier. And the more that listen, the better. Absolutely. But we never got in this to, you know, let's be the number one wrestling podcast. And let's make a let's make a difference in the IWC. You know, it's, that's not 
that's not exactly what Dennis and I started this for. It's just two guys talking wrestling, having fun, and if you want to be a part of that, come on aboard. And and another thing is eventually we want to have guests. When we we both have very nuclear schedules that sometimes don't uh, don't mix well when it comes to trying to do things together. So, you know, I have the freedom to record on my own. You have the freedom to do some recording, but we want to bring guests on. And, you know, one of the, the buddy I was talking to from creative said, WWE, oops, oops, I'll, you know, uh, would never allow you to have any of their wrestlers on because your name was so close to being copywritten. It did not infringe, but our logo was very, <laughs> was very close and i guess <laughs> wwe is very uh and with pd you know pd's talked to us and said you know he's he's can reach out to guys that he knows very well he's good friends with samoa joe and good friends with aj styles and he can help us get those guys so it's part of uh being able to try to bring a different kind of entertainment to the fans so i just want to take a couple Love minutes it. yeah Yep. Yeah, no, I think it's all good stuff. So we will continue now as the Wrestling Perspective podcast and uh, try to keep uh, bringing you guys fun, interesting discussions and lists and all that stuff. And um, so let's get this thing going because this this it has the potential to be a long one. And I, you know, I, I don't want it to be too long. I don't want it to, to wear anybody out or lose anybody's attention. So uh, this is the post-WrestleMania podcast uh what were you gonna say go ahead the, it, it, we'll, we'll touch a little bit on raw and smackdown we're gonna by this time everybody knows what happened at wrestlemania but tony and i had not Correct. talked at all i don't know how you felt about wrestlemania uh how did you feel about it uh the fact that it was called the ultimate thrill ride actually seemed to fit pretty well because there were moments that i absolutely loved and then there was moments that i absolutely hated so we'll get into that let's let's go quickly uh match by match we're gonna go quickly and just get each other's uh quick reaction and response to to each thing that happened at wrestlemania so we can get an idea of what where we're each at on this so of course it starts the first match on the which already this already pissed me off first match on the pre-show very first match before there's even on the building neville versus aries uh a match that i was looking forward to that i thought would be later in the night these two uh, could put on an incredible show uh I, I neville has been like the freaking all-star of the year i think you know these particularly these last few months so it was disappointing to see them go on first i thought their match was good i thought it would have been a lot better later i think that they intentionally didn't you know put it all out there because they were the first match on a pre-show and you're not going to steal the show that early in the day so i thought the match was okay i think the right guy won i'm glad neville i'm glad neville uh defended his title Hopefully this continues. Hopefully they can tell this story, and it would be a fun thing to see Austin Aries eventually win the title from Neville, but I'd like to see the program go on for a little while. I'm with Where you. are you at? I, I thought this had match of the night written all over it, and it certainly could have mm-hmm. if it was in the middle of prime time, but people were still coming in. Uh, it was hot outside. You could see him sweating. I don't take any of that away from the guys. I thought it was a great match, great storytelling, and the fact that, you know, 
everybody wanted Aries to win, but they're going to push it off and make him work for it, I thought was great. Uh, and it keeps uh, getting a little, it keeps getting weirder with the next match is the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal with Mojo Raleigh. Not only was it Mojo Raleigh winning, but the the last two in the ring were were Mojo and Jinder Mahal. Not what we expected. I I like being surprised, but I don't like being surprised like that. What do you think? Here's here's the thing. I think the only reason why they gave Mojo the win was for the Sports Center moment with Gronkowski, and that was it. And I, I that was it, nope, that, obviously. <laughs> and that was it. And they got more than enough press out of it. I felt like it was just WWE being a tad bit greedy with their booking here. I would love to have seen gender. I think that guy could be built for a, a amazing intercontinental championship run or something like that. But you know, you, you give it to Mojo, and then did you did you see Mojo on SmackDown? Uh, yeah, I saw his promo on SmackDown. Uh huh. The worst. It seemed like he was bipolar, and then uh, I wanted to see Andre the Giant on the dance floor. I don't know. I, I, that was the WWE not knowing what to do. I mean, he went from business. I'm in the suit. I'm I'm tamed down, Mojo. To I'm this bumping to God, Andre the. I just couldn't not. I didn't like that one bit. I don't get the Mojo Raleigh character. I don't get the people that are into the Mojo Raleigh character. I don't. Um, I don't get the. I, I don't understand what the WWE thinks they get from Rob Gronkowski getting in the ring and throwing a shoulder tackle during a battle royal, and how that's supposed to. Because Rob Gronkowski did that. Now the WWE is more mainstream than they were five minutes before it happened, and they're more relevant, and now more people are going to watch. I just have never understood that line of thinking. I don't think that Rob, the fact that Rob Gronkowski got in the ring makes one dent in the number of people that watch the WWE product. So for that, when they do that stuff, it's it's totally lost on me and i i love like i said i love a surprise i love a surprise winner i that's great but to have braun Strowman eliminated so early and big show eliminated so early and to have these two lower middle card guys to be the last two in the ring it just it was not i didn't get it and i didn't like it it was, you, you know what, it, I, I would have been okay if you would have given me a direction for Mojo to go in, but that promo showed that there was no direction, and that yeah. it'll do nothing for him. He's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. That that, that battle royal lost even more credibility. Um, it, it, not that it all, it, I mean, it was already in bad shape, and so, I don't know, disappointing to me. Next match. A little bit of a shocker, I think, here for a lot of people. Dean Ambrose retains the Intercontinental Championship over Baron Corbin. And then on SmackDown this week, I, for, I thought I was, I thought for sure that I had heard that they had even announced 
that their match on SmackDown was for the Intercontinental title, but it, it was. Am I wrong about that? Did I see that Dean Ambrose is still the champion, even though he lost the street fight on SmackDown? I, I was. I'm way confused by this whole thing because I thought Baron was going to win, and then okay, they didn't, but they're going to fight on SmackDown. Oh, okay, they're going to on SmackDown in a street fight. That's where Baron will win. Baron wins the match. Okay, great. And then I was listening to another podcast just a few, literally just a few minutes ago, and the guy was going, I thought it was for the Intercontinental title, but apparently Dean Ambrose is still the champion. Is Dean Ambrose still the Intercontinental champion after losing on SmackDown? Can you clear this up for me? He is still the champion, yes. He is. Okay, Uh, so what was that on SmackDown then? What what happened on SmackDown? I don't know, but that... That street fight should have been a WrestleMania fight. That street fight should have been the condition at WrestleMania, but it wasn't. Uh, I knew. Amen. I knew the second they moved it to the pre-show that the belt was not going to change hands. You're not going to change the Intercontinental Championship on a pre-show. But why did it change hands on SmackDown? Right. (laughs) Didn't they? I thought I. I must have made this up. I thought they said. At the begin, I thought they said promos for SmackDown, and at the beginning of the broadcast, I would it. I have to go back and look at it. That they said, maybe they said it like, maybe they said an Intercontinental Title rematch, like it's a rematch from the Intercontinental Championship match on WrestleMania, but this one not for the title. The way the way they said it, I, I certainly thought that it was for the title. And when I saw the thing change, yeah, I was watching it DVR'd um, to begin with, SmackDown this week. I do a lot of fast-forwarding, especially when I see the end of a match. I, when I left, when I watched SmackDown this week, when I turned off SmackDown, if you would have asked me, I would have said, Barry Corbin won the Intercontinental Championship from Dean Ambrose. <laughs> well, I, I don't understand what they were doing on SmackDown if that wasn't for the title. I was... I. Uh, I was I'm confused by everything in in this situation. I I am shocked that Baron Corbin is not the Intercontinental Champion after not only after WrestleMania but after Smack, I, at the end of this week. I can't believe he's not the Intercontinental Champion. No, I, I'm with you absolutely. I was it was a head scratcher, and then I was like, I, I don't care. Time to move on. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, then that was the end of the pre-show. Uh, WrestleMania starts with AJ Shane McMahon, which is a match. I don't know how you felt going into it. It was getting all kinds of hate, and I get the hate. I get that AJ Styles is better than Shane McMahon. I get. I understand that people didn't want him in a match, it's in a gimmick match like that with a commissioner, with a McMahon, with a guy who's not a normal wrestler. I understand all the hate. But I was still I was still looking forward to this match a lot because I still feel like Shane is an entertaining guy and he we know that he'll do whatever it takes to to put on a good show and I actually thought that this was an okay match it wasn't as good as I thought it could have been but it wasn't nearly as bad as I think as so many people thought it was going to be I was actually okay with this match I'm okay with everything that's happened since. I'm okay with him shaking hands on SmackDown, and maybe AJ starts to turn the corner now and, and become the babyface that the crowd has demanded he be for months. Um, so this whole situation does not bother me too much. I thought the match was pretty good. It had some cool spots, and I I, I have not, there's nothing I have no hate for for this situation. 
You know, I thought that match was exactly what I thought it would be. Uh, you know, you'd have Shane fight back a little bit. You'd have the turnbuckle to turnbuckle move. There was no shocker there. And, yeah, you know, he'd end up, we knew AJ was going to win. There was no shocker there. But the the thing I didn't like was SmackDown with the shaking of the hand. Because we all know AJ's going to Raw. He does. He does. He does. Don't shake the hand. I don't want to see him turn face. Not like that. Yeah, are you see? I I understand. I before that moment, I I thought he was going to RAW also. But if John Cena's not going to be back for a while, I I don't know. There's still. I mean, I I hate. I hate. I don't trust RAW at all. I don't trust. I anytime anybody goes to RAW, I feel like their career is taking a downturn so for those reasons i want aj to stay on smackdown but then i can also make a logical argument for it with john cena being gone they need that superstar elite performer to be the baby face that runs you know that's the number one guy at, on that brand and AJ Styles could be that guy so I, I hope you're wrong I hope he's not going to wrong keep keep going because when we, I we're because we're not going to do a blow by blow on raw we all know what happened on raw and smackdown but there I have an issue but I'll wait until we get there okay all right sounds good all right so next match KO Jericho another match I was really looking forward to uh guys can go um I, it, it, this match wasn't again. It wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be, or or could be, but it was good. It was good. I liked it. I'd like to see more of these two. I kind of had hoped, you know, everybody sort of assumed that that Owens was going to win, uh, take the U.S. title off of Jericho, but with Jericho, I think Jericho is going to be around for like another month before he leaves to do his his band stuff. I would have liked to see him win at WrestleMania and make and, and let this program go a little bit longer, KO chase him and maybe win at the next pay-per-view, which I think is only like two or three weeks away. The, the backlash, the next Raw pay-per-view is is pretty quick, and um, and maybe that's where KO would have won. So that, that may be the one little change that I would have made, but all in all, a, a good match. I'm with you. Jericho's first gig post WWE is May third, so it, it's right after the pay per view. I, uh, I, I look. I don't. I'm. I like how they did this because now you can have Jericho get his rematch sometime within the next, you know, couple weeks or even the pay per view. But if you have Owens lose, then how do you build Owens back up? especially after you booked him as a weak champion earlier. How do you have him lose to, you know, Goldberg, lose to Jericho, and then, you know, and then he beats Jericho after WrestleMania? I, I, I think it worked out good. I'm okay with that way. Yeah, I understand that. My, my only little quick argument to that would be there's no, there's no shame in losing a great match to Chris Jericho. If you put on a great match and you push each other to the limit and it's Chris Jericho, I feel like that that wouldn't knock him down. But you're right. He was so badly for so long. Again, back to the rock, runes, everything. Um, 
he, that he did he could he, he did need a, a big win. So I, I understand where you're coming from on on that point. Um, the Raw Women's Match: Bailey, Sasha, Charlotte, Nia. I, this match could have been so much more. We know what Bailey, Sasha, and Charlotte are capable of. I'm I'm still not a fan of Nia Jax. I don't think she's there yet. I don't think that she's that ring. I don't think she's that good on the microphone. Um, I get it. I get that. She, I get the role she's playing, and and that role needs to be filled. So, you know, she's she's the person. But um. This match was shorter than I thought it would be, and I didn't think the women got the chance to do all the stuff. They, they, they got their spots in, no, no doubt about it. There were some pretty cool spots, but, you know, when we've seen Iron Man matches out of three different performers in this match, we know what they're all capable of, and um, I, I, I have no problem with the, 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 the win, with Bailey winning. She should have won at WrestleMania, but she shouldn't have won until WrestleMania. This should have been her winning the title for the first time. Um, all in all, it, an okay match, but gosh, it was capable of so much more. You, you know what? Uh, I'll agree and disagree. Here's where I'll agree with you. After that match, this is the first time I can legitimately view Bailey as a champion. All the rest of the times, I never saw her as a real champion. I, I, I just, I, why was it on her? I, I get that sometimes you got to make the, you know, the fangirl become the champion story. I got that, and and I didn't like it. But after WrestleMania, I no longer saw her as a fangirl, but I saw her as a legitimate champion. They really did a good job of making me believe that she could fight through this to win the championship. Uh, I, I was okay with it. I was happy. I disagree where I thought, hey, you, listen, you, you gave it everything it needed a little bit longer, and you would have probably exposed it. And the longer it went on, the more I would have believed Charlotte should have won that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I understand that. I, I understand that. I, I kind of wish that it wasn't a four-person match to begin with. Um, yeah, I... I we're not too far off on that one. I just wish that I wish that Bailey would have chased all the way to WrestleMania. This story, it, it told differently. This story could have been one of the big feel-good moments of WrestleMania. If Bailey had been screwed out of victory after victory, um, after opportunity after opportunity over the last two months, and then finally get over the hill at WrestleMania, it could have really been a moment and. Instead, it was just kind of a eh, kind of a thing that happened at WrestleMania. No, I'm with you. Now, next match, the tag team championship match and the debut or the reemergence of the Hardy Boys at in the WWE. Amazing moment! I think everybody jumped out of their seats and went crazy. I I'm slightly disappointed that. They're not doing the broken gimmick. I'm uh, my fear is that especially fresh on the heels of what happened with the Dudley Boys. When the Dudley Boys came back, it was amazing and everybody went crazy. But they went right back to the Dudley Boys of the Attitude Era, and they quickly turned into a nostalgia act. 
that were just putting other guys over. And by the end of it, which wasn't very long, like one year, by the end of it, they were just basically jobbers. I don't think that that's what's going to happen to the Hardy Boys, but I don't want them to be a nostalgia act. I don't want them to be Team Extreme. I want them to be... The, the reason they're back in the WWE is because they're relevant again because of the broken universe and the broken gimmick. And I want to see them... I want to see that in the WWE. I'm thrilled that they're there. Don't get me wrong. I'm not pooping on this. I'm not... I'm not upset in at, at any way with the Hardy Boys being back in the WWE. I was geeking out like everybody else. But I do fear if they're going to be Team Extreme and they're just going to kind of be what they were, that they could wear that they could wear off a lot sooner than they were doing the broken gimmick. Uh, I absolutely agree. I popped, but I kind of did it with like holding my breath like, all right, which – what are we going to see? And then they came out with the bright, ravey colors on us. Ah, oh, crap. They're, they're going to ruin this Hardy run. I was on the Wrestling Inc. podcast a few weeks ago, and I said, I do not want to see the Hardys if they're coming back as the regular Hardys. The WWE will ruin them. The only way I want to see them come back is if they're in their broken gimmick and not half broken, half hard. It's... It, and I get the lawsuit thing, bad timing, but I would have held off on them for a little bit longer until you could figure it out because I want I, I don't want to see Hardys. I want to see the broken Hardys in the WWE. See, I don't buy the lawsuit. I don't buy the lawsuit excuse because you're going to tell me that the WWE can't squash Impact Wrestling in courts if they wanted to. And it, unless... Unless the tweets and stories that I'm reading from Revy, uh, from Matt's wife and the Hardy family, that they own the trademarks, that they wrote the stories, I think that it's an easy case for the WWE to make it go away. And if they knew that it was an easy thing for them to win and make go away, I don't know why they're afraid of Impact Wrestling. I'm not. I don't. I'm not buying this. Well, there's a lawsuit thing. I. I. I feel like WWE is doing it because they want to. They want to control the narrative. They want if they are going to go broken. WWE wants them to go broken in the WWE universe. So they own the story of the turn of the broken turn and how it happened and how they got there. I think it's way more about creative control and the WWE owning everything that happens to the Hardys from here on out than it has to do with being afraid of some lawsuit from TNA Wrestling. That's my thoughts. No, no, you're very valid thoughts, and I could see you being right, but... I don't know. And, and 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 then my fear is what you just said is that they'll ruin the Hardy Boys it, because no, they've got to they've got to take control and they can't let anything that didn't happen in the WWE it, if it didn't happen in the WWE it doesn't exist and uh, I'm afraid that they're just gonna mess it up. And, and they they kind of had started the delete chants are amazing but you know Matt mm-hmm. only did the delete thing once or twice once coming down once on the way back and. I, I just think it's bad. And it's so hard for Matt. I don't know if you've seen. He's done. They've done a couple interviews now. 
um, since joining WWE, and Matt sort of slips like he he'll be Matt Hardy and then he'll like cut and do the broken accent, and mm-hmm. you know, and then all of a sudden you go back to the North Carolina country boy accent like normal Matt because he's so used to being broken and he lived in that character, never broke character for any reason for so long. And then now it's just all gone. And like, like I said, guys, that that's why they're here. They are back in the WWE because of Broken Matt and Brother Nero. That's why they're here. They're not here because people were clamoring for Team Extreme. So yeah. that's my fear that they're going to mess this up. But I, 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 they still have the benefit of the doubt at this point. I'm still thrilled right now to see what the Hardy Boys do. Uh, any more thoughts on that, or you want to move on? Let's move on. Okay, so the next match is the uh, mixed tag team match. John Cena, Nikki Bella, Miz, and Maurice. Uh, John Cena said he was going to crush. They, he said they were going to destroy Miz and Maurice, and they destroyed Miz and Maurice. Then the engagement in the ring, and we haven't seen them since. It, what do you think? You know what? You could have, uh, to me... This was bad booking because I would have put the Miz over because you you could do more on Raw or SmackDown with a Miz WrestleMania win for the rest of the year than you could with John Cena uh, getting the proposal and the win and then disappearing. It does nothing for the WWE. You could have had them lose and you know Cena still have that moment of proposing. Yeah, yeah, you could have. You could have. I. I'm not. I'm not happy with the way it all went down. I because I thought this was one of the best built matches of. I'm not kidding. Of the whole card, I thought they did a great job. I thought John Cena and The Miz did a, a great job of building this up. They made this match, this mixed tag team match that meant nothing. They met. They made this feel like one of the biggest matches on the card they made it they made it feel important and they 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 just kind of lost all that it's kind of they just got in the ring and had a squash match and had the engagement and now they're gone you're right the, the Miz could tell a story for for months I don't know if the perfect way to book it is to have Miz win underhandedly cheat to win let that team win and then just let John Cena and Nikki Bella just hand it to them mm-hmm. and, you know, just beat the snot out of them. So even though they lost the match, they won the war, and they're the ones standing in the ring victorious at the end as the Miz and Maurice have to be carted off or run away like cowards and then um, then do the thing and disappear. And then since they're gone, since John Cena's disappeared, then the Miz spend the whole year talking about how he he beat John Cena and chased him out of the WWE. And you could make so much of that. But but I have less of a problem with John Cena winning as I do them building this up to feel like this big, important match and then kind of doing nothing with it. So that's where I'm at on that. All right. Uh, Moving on. Yeah. Seth Rollins over... Triple H, another one of the better built stories that when they finally got to it, 
Um, they could have been telling this story for months and months, but they just decided to tell it over the last several weeks. Um, they put out a great match. I thought Triple H looks. I thought Triple H looked great. Seth Rollins looked great. This might have been the best in-ring match of the whole night. Um, I, I have. I don't have a whole lot of complaints about this one. I, it was. It was a good, good match. Both guys looked great. Both guys had had pretty good entrances. I. I don't know about Triple H on his trike. I, I get that he, he looked like a badass, but he was riding a tricycle. Um, <laughs> but, but you know, this was still a good match. What would you think? The only thing I would have done different with the entrance wouldn't have been the trike. or I thought the trike would have been all right, but why wouldn't you have a motorcycle gang come out with him if he's supposed to be a biker instead of a police escort? <laughs> right? Yeah, there was just some things. He looked like he was the big bad gang leader that was being, for some reason, escorted by the police department instead mm-hmm. of like being the rebel. Um, it, it was a little, it was a little head scratching. Part of it was really badass because it was really loud, and he looked great. And uh, you know, there's sirens and there's the motors, and you know that's cool. But then when you start to think about it, it doesn't all really add up uh but then I, seth looks great i love when he wears the the, the white pay-per-view version of his of his ring gear white and gold and look and and they the match they put on was awesome um but so yeah I, I, this this match was a lot of fun this match is what wrestlemania is all about i think i was shocked there was no samoa joe uh that shocked. i was too uh you know and the only other thing I'd complain about would be the stupidest thing is the graphics of Triple H on the side. The big uh, look like the video game things of him when he was coming down. Do you know what? Yeah, I mean? they look like they were yeah. from the nineties. Yeah, I do. I do know exactly what you're talking about. I, I was yeah, and you know what? Impressed. That's good. When we're complaining about the entrance being the worst part of the match, that's really good. Yeah. That's a good sign. But great match. I was happy with the way it ended. Yep, looking forward to see how it how it continues because it's obviously not over. Obviously, Joe has got to get involved. Uh, maybe KO. We'll see. You know how it goes with him, and uh, it, we'll we'll do Raw here in a minute. But obviously, Finn Balor um, being a part of this now, we'll see how it all goes. Uh, Randy Orton beats Bray Wyatt in one of the most disappointing head scratching. What the hell is going on? Moments at WrestleMania. I would have put if if I had one lock, lock, it was that Bray Wyatt was at WrestleMania. I remember hearing in an interview a couple months ago, we didn't get a chance to do like a full-on preview show um, before WrestleMania, but I was going to tell this story if we did. I was going to say, hey, you know, I saw an interview with Randy Orton a couple months ago where he said he's going to do everything he can this year to put over Bray Wyatt. It's his, you know, he was doing a shoot interview and he was like, I'm everything, I'm doing everything I can this year to, to make Bray Wyatt. And one of the ways to do that would be to lose to him at WrestleMania. But for some reason, a boring baby face, Randy Orton is the WWE championship champion beating Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. I, I don't agree with the outcome of this match at all. I, I, no, I'm with you. And even more, 
was the overuses of the graphics in the ring. The first time I thought, oh, yeah, that's cute. The third time I thought, oh, we're going back to that well, are we? And why would you do that if he's not even going to win? I mean, those are tactics that you, you give him to help explain a win. And it was just lame. Yeah, so I, I, I'm trying to figure out what that means. So that so Bray Wyatt has mental he has he has telekinesis control. He has brain power to turn lights off, uh, to teleport, to um, you know make creepy, I, you know lightning or whatever. You know he can he can he can produce certain things with his brain. And now he can turn on Projectors. a PowerPoint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> projector. <laughs> like what? <laughs> what? I don't. I don't understand what was supposed to be the amazing. I, I don't understand what they were trying to get across there. Was he? Was he putting that into? In, was he doing it to scare? Randy Orton, like, oh, I'm, oh no, am I, am I walking on maggots all of a sudden? Uh, like, what, what was? I didn't, I didn't get it. Um, I, I was this, this match was exceedingly disappointing for me. No, oh, and it was sloppy too. I mean, there was nothing good about that match. Agreed, agreed. Right. Uh, moving on to Lesnar and Goldberg. Um, I think that when this match happened, when it did. I think this was the moment all of my worst fears of WrestleMania started to come true. When because this was the moment that I realized I, I didn't see the match order or anything before the pay per view. Um, I don't even know if it was released. I don't know if people I don't know if people knew this was happening when it happened. I didn't. And when it, when I realized that this was going on before Goldberg or before uh, Roman and Undertaker. Uh, I just the the sickness started to uh, uh, my stomach started to hurt and it only got worse as the night went on. Uh, the match itself, though, was as good I think as it could have been. These two, they can't do much. We know that, and I think they did as good as they could. They 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 made it a, a match that lasted five minutes instead of one minute. They each got big moves in. They made you believe that it could go either way for a moment. And at the end, Brock Lesnar is the champion, which I think is probably the right thing. At least out of those two, it's the right thing. And, um, you know, you can move forward now with Lesnar, and you've you've given Goldberg his, his cool run back at the top um, and sort of put a nice bow on his comeback so it was it was fine it was as good as it could have been and i had no complaints i it's not anything i have any desire to ever see again but i'm not angry at it you know what here's the best way for me to put it if you were to take this match out of the whole feud out of the storyline and just show it to me i think all right it's it was a good match. We got what we wanted. Jackhammer, Spear, Suplex, Suplex, F5. We're out the door in five minutes. I would have been happy. I said, you you made them both look good. You, you succeeded. But you put this match in the storyline where Goldberg has dominated Brock Lesnar 
and then all of a sudden Brock Lesnar last five minutes and wins. It it you did not do a good job of of in kayfabe making me believe that Lesnar could win, even though we know no doubtly he should. But living in the lane of yeah. fantasy, you did not build that right to me. No, that's a great point. No, and I think you're right. I don't think they did build it right. Um, I, I get the shock and awe of everything that happened, but yeah, how can he go from being a guy who can't even stand in front of Bill Goldberg for 30 seconds, not once, but twice, and then all of a sudden, you know, the same spear and jackhammer that was so overwhelming that it knocked him out for, knocked him unconscious before, is now, is you know, not, nothing like it, it was the first few times he experienced it. I, I agree with all that, but this, I feel like they, they did the best they possibly could with where they were. And they booked themselves in a corner and this was, what are we going to do now? I, I, I feel like it could have been a whole lot worse. I guess that's the best way to say it. It could have been a whole lot worse and they got out of it fairly unscathed. That's how I look at it. There, there were two great moments where Goldberg speared Brock Lesnar. You know, they kind of teased that it was over with. And I, for a half second, I said, again? You, you know, I, yeah. I, I was a little bit shocked. But but they drew me in and I bit. And then spearing him through the barricade where it looked like Goldberg took a nice little bump on his head with uh, some of that metal coming mm-hmm. back down. That was good. I mean – they they did a good job. It was not a great job, a good job of what they had. Yeah, they got through it as good as they could. And yeah, they made you believe. They made you they for a half second everybody went no way. And that was good. That was good that they were able to to make that happen for people. Um I liked that the SmackDown women weren't on the pre-show as it was um originally sort of thought because I don't think that any World championship, I and I'm and I mean any world championship, women's tag team, and obviously the two big titles should never be on a pre-show at WrestleMania. Uh, but man, they didn't do the women any favor by putting them in this spot, and this match was just, it was just rushed. I, this is another match just could have been so much cooler. And it was just nothing. It, it, Naomi won. Everybody knew Naomi was going to win in her hometown. It was everybody's last chance to go to the bathroom before the Undertaker match. And I, I just feel sorry. Basically, feel sorry for the women for being put in that spot. Look, With that short amount of time that they had to. It is what it is. I wasn't excited one bit for this. We knew. I, I'm just going to repeat everything you said. So. Yeah, it, it was okay. I didn't like the match setup, and we didn't know what the match was, and that was how it was, and it was like a four or five minute. But it, it's okay. Let's move on. Yeah, and now Roman Reigns and Undertaker proof positive that the WWE hates their fans. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know where to get started on this. This match was terrible. The match was garbage. The end was garbage. Roman Reigns is garbage. <sighs> everything. It's just everything about this sucks. Undertaker is not capable of a bit of a good match anymore. And if you want, if you're gonna send him out, 
you gotta send him out with somebody who can carry a good. If under if Undertaker today right now was in the ring with John Cena, it could be a decent match. If he was in the ring with AJ Styles, obviously it could still be a great match. If he's in the ring with Roman Reigns, there's no chance. This this match had no chance. There was even even if Undertaker won, this match had no chance at being a good match. And then you're gonna have everybody's every, well, not everybody's, but most people's worst fears came true. Roman Reigns retires the Undertaker and doesn't turn heel in the process of doing so. And then we've got to hear again all week long. People, the, the, the broadcasters on WWE, on SmackDown or Raw, just shocked. Hey, WrestleMania crowds are crazy. They boo people they normally cheer and cheer people they normally boo. Uh, that is the biggest BS line I've ever heard in my life. Nobody ever cheers Roman Reigns. They boo Roman Reigns. They hate Roman Reigns. I have I don't have I don't have a big problem with Undertaker losing. I have a big problem with the way he lo- he lost and that you put him in a no-win situation. He looked like a slow, terrible old man because he was in there with somebody that can't wrestle. And if somebody who could wrestle and could tell a story would have been in there with The Undertaker, it could have been a totally different situation where people left going, man, The Undertaker went out on top. He went, on, he went out on a, in a great match. He went out in a terrible match against a guy that everybody hates. And not even Jim Ross could save it. Jim Ross coming back down to call that match was so bittersweet because it was it was more proof about what was about to happen, that this, that the Undertaker was going to lose and it was going to be his last match. And not even Jim Ross could make that match. And Jim Ross is the greatest wrestling play-by-play man of all time. I'm so glad he's back at least in a small capacity with the WWE. I don't know if you heard, but he's going to be calling Matt. He's, it wasn't a one and done for him. He's back in a, to, in a small role with the WWE, but this, I hated, I hated everything. I hated everything about this match. Uh, I'm about to hurt your feelings. <laughs> I'm yeah. About, I'm, I, you know, you, you usually do. I'm about to, Tony. Everything you said about The Undertaker is right, except for the fact that nobody could have carried him because he is a slow old man now. This Everybody that cheers one more match to people, that's what one more match looks like, guys. Get used to it. The Undertaker did this to himself by hanging around too, too many WrestleManias. All right? It was time for him to go. He should never have even been in this spot. It was It was. We saw him put the gloves in the ring, what, two years ago when he did it again? Didn't mean anything. I, I was I was glad that I never have to see Undertaker again because every time I saw him, it was tarnishing what I used to think this guy was. Now the Undertaker I'm going to always remember it is the old, slow-moving, knee-in-the-hip Undertaker. I... I this this is like a ball player that sticks around three years too long and is like riding the bench on the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, for God's sakes. It was horrible. 
AJ Styles could not have saved this. I don't. I can't care. I. I'm sorry. I disagree. He's that far gone. He can't even do his signature moves half the time. And the, the I, I I disagree with that. I disagree with we're, that. We're, that. We're, I, I AJ Styles could take a nine year old. AJ Styles could do the classic take a broomstick to a good match. Look, look, AJ. and I feel the same way about John Cena. I think John Cena could tell a good enough story. And there are others. There are other people that could that could tell a decent story but, with the Undertaker. But listen, to you got to at least give me this. Maybe bad with anybody. But he's especially, it's especially bad with Roman Reigns. Tony. Roman Reigns needs all the no. help in the Listen, world Tony. to get a, in any match. Tony, you said the words right there, decent match, good enough match. Though That's that's the best these guys could have pulled out of him. And you know what? Maybe we didn't want to see him go out on a Roman Reigns note, but I will tell you what. Monday night, Roman Reigns made up for that. Roman... I bought into Roman Reigns on Monday night when did you, when he sat stood in the ring for eight minutes. He took the cussing, he took the booing, he delivered one line, dropped the mic, and walked out. I said that was perfect. That was amazing. As much as you hated Roman Reigns, you had to give him credit that he took that he took everything that crowd threw at him and then put them in their place with one line, dropped the mic, and walked out. I thought. You know what? I'm I'm interested to see what they could do with him. I don't think you put anybody in their place. Oh, this I is, think he's terrible. Hey, bitter Betty, you it's a, it's a, <laughs> you're a bitter Betty right now. And I would have rather seen good enough or decent match <laughs> than than worst match I've ever seen. Uh, which is what we got at WrestleMania with with Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns was not the right. He wasn't the guy. How many coronations do we have to watch Roman Reigns go through? How many main event WrestleMania? How many main events of WrestleMania does this guy get? And you know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe Monday night was, to your point, the turning point of where he's finally going to go full heel. But I still don't buy I still don't believe it. I still don't believe that the WWE is going to go full heel with Roman Reigns. And if they're not going to go full heel with Roman Reigns, I don't care how great his five-word promo was, it's not. It's still not going to be good. It's still not going to be compelling. It's still not going to be anything that anybody wants to watch. And he goes... All the way, bad guy, heel, I hate the crowd. It's, it's so easy. It's so easy. You guys did this to me. You, I did everything I could for you. I fought for you. I did everything I could, and you turned your back on me. Now, screw you and just go heel and, be, and cheat to win. I mean, don't, don't be a coward heel, but be the, be the heel that doesn't mind taking shortcuts, that doesn't mind using weapons, that doesn't mind beating people up after matches. Just be the ultimate dick, and maybe we can save the day. Maybe, maybe something can be pulled out of this debacle, but I don't trust WWE, not for a second, to go that route. Can I ask you one question? You can. Did you cry? Did you cry? No, I did not cry. Did you cry? I did not the... cry. I did not cry. I was too angry. I was too mad to cry. When, when... I was too mad. When all of a sudden the Undertaker was wearing his jacket and hat just to take him back off a minute later, by the way, 
really? <laughs> really? I'm going to put well, all Well, this... that was symbolic. I get what he was doing there. Oh, it was symbolic. You, know Just put it in you got to put it back on to take it off. Oh, my gosh. It was horrible. And then did you see the picture where they were breaking down the stage and that stuff was still in the middle of the ring? Uh-uh. Yeah. No. That's uh, God, no, listen, uh, we just did a solid hour on WrestleMania. Uh, let's let's spend three minutes apiece, basically, because look, uh, we're talking about here. Food. Let me just hit. Let me just hit. Let me hit a couple of big. To your point, let's wrap this up quick. But let me just hit a couple of big things that happened on Raw and SmackDown and get your thoughts on them. Okay, Finn Balor coming back. I I'm thrilled that Finn Balor is back. I was a little weird, like, what's he going to do? Is he going to turn on Seth Rollins? It's a little weird to see him coming out to team with Seth Rollins when Seth Rollins is the guy that hurt him. But I understand why he is wanting to go against Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe and that whole thing because this is the guy who's had his title all this time. And I, I understand why he's going against him, but it's a little weird to see him with Seth. You think Finn stays babyface? Um do you think he stays babyface? And whether you think he will or not, what do you think he should do? Here's what I think: I he should stay babyface. I think he's so. I think he's too over. I think it'd be AJ Styles again. You try to make Finn Balor a heel, but he's gonna get cheered. So he's gonna get cheered. So you may as well leave him babyface. I just kind of want him to get away from Seth Rollins because it doesn't make any sense for him and Seth Rollins to be friends. So that's kind of where I'm at on the deal. Where are you? Uh, I'd like to see him not so much turn on Seth, but call Seth out and start a program. I think you don't need to turn someone hill or babyface in order for this to happen. I think you can just say, hey, remember that one time I finally won the, the, the championship <laughs> and then you hurt me and I was out for almost a year? It's time to pay the piper. I'd have been. I'd be more okay with that. Yeah, but I think that if you do that, the fans are going to take a side, and they're probably going to take Finn's side. So you may you may accidentally turn Seth Rollins' heel if you do that. Um, I, I, I just kind of would like the two. I think I think they should settle this, but not right now. I think there's plenty of other stuff going on. I think Finn can feud with whoever, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, Triple H, that whole faction, whatever. I think there's plenty for Rollins to do right now. I just kind of want the two of them to get away from each other, and they can they can resume at some point down the line. I really don't want to see a, a, a heel Finn Balor. What do you what do you think of that? What do you think of heel? Do you think he should be a heel? Do you want him to be a heel, or do you think that would be? Um, disaster like i think it would be what if there was a dr jekyll mr hyde because you know there's there's the monster finn balor you know the, the yeah. pay-per-view makeup finn balor what if they really played off a dr jekyll mr hyde kind of thing i i just i don't think the people will go, will buy it i i think the people I, 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 the true heels like charlotte and kevin owens and the miz they get guys to boo them. They they get they they rile the crowd up and they get boos for the, all the right reasons. And I just don't think that I think that with, like just like with AJ Styles, no matter what AJ says about the crowd, he can rip the city and he can call the crowd names. Five minutes into the match, they're chanting AJ Styles, and I think that it would be that way with Finn Balor. And I just don't like it when 
people are, it, it's kind of been that way with Dolph Ziggler. Ever since Dolph Ziggler turned quote-unquote heel, every time he beats up a person like Kalisto or Apollo Crews, the crowd is, the people are cheering and chanting his name. That's not a heel. That doesn't make any sense. So if you know, if you know that that's going to happen, and I think everybody knows that that's what would happen, it just doesn't make any sense to try to turn him heel. So oh. I... I All think right. they just need to leave him alone and let him be a baby face. Here, here's my complaint with what you said. First of all, I don't think wrestling crowd fans are that educated. They, they like because they read something on the internet. They think they're smart fans, but you listen to the way they chant or some of the stupid things they chant. It makes me believe that they're some of the dumbest people out there. I mean, when Naomi won the belt, they were chanting, "You deserve this." Really? R- really? Uh, yeah. Out of all the girls on the roster, you're going to chant, you deserve how about, this to her? How about when they were chanting, I don't know if you saw this, they were chanting, you deserve it at Diamond Dallas Page at the Hall of Fame. Well, he's in the Hall of freaking Fame. They all deserve it. <laughs> They're on that stage. They deserve it. Stop chanting that. Yeah. And and also, and I, I, you, I don't mind a you deserve it chant. If it's used in the right place and you don't hear it very often, when we hear it every show, it's so stupid. Beach ball mania, oh, I can't. What? Oh my god, I can't deal with beach ball mania. I hated. I hated the what chant. Mm. I've always hated the what chant. I hate the beach ball mania chant. And um, you know what else I don't like? And I never liked this. Vegetables. And you, I don't know. I, I we're, no. This is. I'm going somewhere new. I don't like the you suck at Kurt Angle chant. I don't like that that's like our way of being, of endearing ourselves to Kurt Angle by chanting the you suck during that part of his. I liked it when he was a heel. It made a lot of sense. But now everybody, that he's the returning hero that gets chanted you suck at, I, I hate that. I, you know, anyway, that's I, just one I've been, I've been wanting to get that one off my chest. I so much don't have a problem with the you suck thing because it was already a thing. And and it his song is still perfect for that. That you know, hey, it, he doesn't seem to mind. I think he kind of likes it still, so it doesn't bother me so much. It's just fans, stop trying to take over shows. You you weren't you. I know no more than you guys know than the guys who's writing dirt sheets and the guys who's you know doing whatever. But stop, okay? I don't care that you know fifteen thousand people want to make me believe that someone deserves it. They deserve it because they got the belt. You want, you, you want to chant? Right. You want to chant? They deserve it. Give it to Daniel Bryan at the end of WrestleMania a few years ago when he when he had that just a massive chase and, and it could not right. have been more over. Perfect spot for that. But no, it, yep. when, when you deserve it, starts popping up on Raw and SmackDown shows. I'm out. I'm done. You guys have killed it for me. All right. Last but not least, um, unless I'm missing something, I'm sure I'm missing some things. But as far as the big headlines, I, I think we've got them all. Uh, last thing I wanted to hit was the debut of Shinsuke Nakamura on SmackDown. Um, I, it was weird. I, I, I don't want to analyze when he showed up because that was weird. It didn't make any sense. But just the fact that he was there. That intro, seeing him on the main roster, I am a huge Shinsuke mark. Uh, I'm so glad he's on SmackDown because, 
uh, raw ruins everything. And so I am, I am beyond, I'm over the moon to see Shinsuke on SmackDown. I'm with you. I would love to have seen a little rub or a bump or, or something more with the Miz. It was kind of just, yeah, it was there. It was weird. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand what was going on there. That was weird. Apparently he fought Dolph Ziggler. Uh, uh, later, uh, uh, after the dark show match. went off the air, yeah, dark. I would have loved to seen that. It's actually, yeah, I would have loved to seen that. But it, Google, it's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but no, I don't know why we didn't get that. I don't know why Dolph wasn't in the ring and cutting some promo about how he was left out of WrestleMania and it's this is crap and you know I deserve more and then have Shinsuke come out and you know, mix it up with him or something. That would have made a whole lot more sense than the way they did it. So the, it is, uh, I'm not happy I, I, with the way they did it. That was weird. But just to see that intro, hear that song, see him come out, uh, full Michael Jackson beat it regalia was great. I, you know, I was okay with it. And he doesn't speak that great of English. So I didn't expect him to come out there, get on the mic and cut a promo. Uh, I, I just, I thought there should have been a bump, and they should have yeah. went off the I'm air. They should have went off the air with that. I think that's how the show should have ended because it was just weird to have him come out. Let's see there too. Yeah, and, and then you know, boom, he's gone. So that's how the show should have ended in my mind. They should have had the Miz promo, which yeah. which could you believe that the, when the Miz came out as John Cena, he had everybody fooled at first. He did because he looked exactly like him. He had me fooled. Uh, his his John Cena is hilarious. Yes, you know they they did a great job with that whole. They did a good job with the setup to that match. Um, but yeah, it, it was that was weird. Definitely the way that SmackDown went off the air with the sort of boring tag match didn't do. You know that wasn't the uh, that was sort of the uh, a whimper way to end the WrestleMania weekend. Um, but I'm just so happy Shinsuke is on on SmackDown because now I feel like he's gonna get he's gonna get the treatment he deserves, and I think we are in for hopefully AJ. I know you think he's gonna leave, and I don't blame you for thinking that. But hopefully AJ stays on SmackDown. We get some AJ Shinsuke. We get down the road. We get Cena Shinsuke. We get Bray Wyatt. Um, I I hope with I, I I'm, I'm thrilled for the future with shinsuke nakamura and um next week obviously we're gonna have to talk about whatever this superstar shakeup is because the rosters could be drastically different next time we talk and it's not the draft so we'll uh, talk about that uh, probably this weekend or monday night or something we'll figure out a time to do it so tony yeah let's, yeah let's wrap this up we're over an hour let's send everybody home happy where can people find mm -hmm. you you can find uh, this podcast on the website of the radio station that I work for here in St. Louis, 971talk.com, 971talk.com slash Columbo, my last name, C-O-L-O-M-B-O. -O -O. You can also follow me on Twitter. Please do and uh, let us know how you, what you think about this, what you liked uh, that we talked about, what you agree with, what you didn't agree with. Um, follow me on Twitter and let me know what you're thinking at Tony Colombo 971 all O's at Tony Colombo 971 and uh, Dennis where do they follow you and where else can they uh, communicate with the podcast the podcast just, 
I like that we're we're just calling it the podcast right now until we can remember the name. The, the Wrestling Perspective Podcast. So there we go. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dennis77Farrell. Uh, Tony doesn't love you, so he's not on Facebook, but I am. You can send me a friend request, <laughs> Dennis Farrell, F-A-R-R-E-L-L. Find the Wrestling Perspective Podcast on Facebook and like the page. Do it. Tell your friends to do it. Be part of the community yes. that we're growing and you can take the Wrestling Perspective podcast with you wherever you go on iTunes and Stitcher. Just type it in and look for it, and uh, that's how you find it, guys. Uh, we'll 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 give you more. You know, we're doing going to do some more lists coming up soon. You've got PD and whoever. You got me and Tony. Tony's got some buddies that'll be coming uh-huh. on soon. So we're we're going to start really jamming out some content for you guys. So Tony, send them home. Yeah, thanks again, everybody, for joining us for another episode. They're not all this long, I promise. Sometimes they are. Um, but, uh, yeah, lists and more reviews. The Superstar Shake-Up is going to be the next big thing. I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with that. Hopefully they make things better, not worse. Um, but we will go over that and everything else next time we talk. Looking forward to it. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Wrestling Perspective Podcast. For my partner, Dennis Farrell, I'm Tony Colombo. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks so much for being a part of this.